0: Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben, Doc G. Gordy. And we are on. On the air, welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. I'm back. I'm Woo! back. Woo! Woo! I am excited, man. I am excited, but sadly. it's just me. Sadly, no Dave, but it's okay. Dave pulled his own weight yester- uh, last week as my uh, after my Dumbness. What? For not letting you be there. It's okay. It's, it's okay. on and off.
1: It's on and off with it.
0: It is. This week, though, my God. This week, do we have an exciting show. I am excited about the guests this week. We have got Ida May. Say what? A.K.A. Mr. Chris Turpin and Stephanie Eugene on the show today. So true. They have fantastic jams, Justin. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Chris later on in the show. They've got... An awesome show of their own coming up tomorrow at okay. Daly's Amphitheater. Yeah, the big time with Greta Van Fleet. My goodness. Dude.
1: Dang. Okay.
0: Yeah. I at mean, Daly's place? It's, that's, it's on. That's right. I mean, thousands, thousands of folks. Like, I mean, hundreds more than the listeners of our show. Wait, what? I mean, my God, it's going to be crazy. My God! But uh, there, there, there's already been some exciting things happening this week. Uh, of course, uh, I've got to talk about what everyone has to talk about, Justin. This week's episode of Game of Thrones. Word. You don't even watch, dude. Nope. That is a hundred percent true. Yes! The listeners. What do, you, what do you? What do you have to talk about? The listeners Did you hear are about the air. The, yes, the listeners are aware I don't watch the show. and Oh, not man, so dumb. <laughs> listeners, let me just clear up before we get into this. I don't think I'm too good for the show. Nope. And it's not that I don't think I won't like the show. I mean, for God's sakes, I told the listeners of the show that two weeks ago I watched a documentary on Millard Fillmore and enjoyed it. That's a fact. So obviously it doesn't take too much for me to enjoy something. And I get it listeners As entertainment goes The Doc G show is Millard Fillmore And Game of Thrones is Abraham Lincoln I get it I understand But I love that show though Seriously Even though I don't watch the show I couldn't get away from the hubbub Justin the hubbub. Yeah, Real tell bad li- slip up. Real tell, bad. Tell the listeners what the slip up was. Yeah, I learned about it the day after.
1: Someone found um, a little uh, little error in, 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 in one of the scenes. They, yeah. Someone left the Starbucks cup.
0: Yeah, in the, in the scene. scene. Yeah, someone, someone found it. In the scene. And people lost their minds, Justin. People There's were a Starbucks com- in Westeros. So true. They were complain. I mean, they were complaining. They were making jokes. I saw it on the Today Show. It was on CNN. It was on Golic and Wingo. It was on Jalen and Jacoby. Golic
1: and Wingo. <laughs> it
0: was everywhere, man. It, I mean, everybody was talking about how could they miss a Starbucks cup sitting on the table. You would think the editors would like do a better job. You, you would think, hmm. but you know what I'm here to tell the listeners? Who who cares, gang? Yes! Who, who cares? You're, you're going to still watch it, aren't you? Justin, are you going to stop watching because you saw a couple? No, in, man, in, there are two more episodes, and I'm dying to know what happens in both. I mean, for the listeners that say, I'm not going to watch that show anymore, I'm going to have to say... To those listeners, were you confused when Jason Momoa came out with Aquaman? Were you like, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Drugo died in season two with a severe case of sepsis. How How is he now Arthur, son of Atlanta, and rightful king to Atlantis? How did that happen? I'm so confused. It's called acting, listeners. Word. Those actors are real people. Sometimes they drink Starbucks. Wait, what? Sometimes they forget that their Starbucks cup is in the scene. leave it on the set. I mean, people were really coming down on the continuity supervisor, Justin, the guy that's supposed to see that all scenes are the same. Hmm. I mean, what's what's the big deal? I mean, really, like I said, folks are going to watch the show. There's not a... thing they can do about it they're still gonna watch that show i'm pretty sure if Jon snow came into the next show with a shake weight and talked to the person for the whole scene was like yeah i'm getting ready for the next war it's called a shake weight. Gets me in shape. People, <laughs> it's called a shake weight. People would still watch the effing show. They'd be like, "That's oh, this is dumb," but they'd still watch it. They'd watch the next one. Yeah. I mean, my point is, people actually like that show, not this one. So just what? stop complaining, all right? Justin, are I you? I love both. Th- oh, thank you, Justin. That was nice. So true. Thank you. Are you ready to fire up this show that you love so much?
1: Lego. Five.
2: All three
0: engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Nicely done, sir. Yes! Justin, as I said, I'm very excited. Chris Turpin. I mean, my goodness, this guy's British. He has so much cooler of a voice than me. Yes! So much cooler. Yeah.
1: Once you have a British accent, you're cool.
0: But then the crazy part is when he sings, it goes away. You know, I mean, that's with every British singer, right? No, a lot of them, yeah, a A lot of them. I mean, when he starts singing, you close your eyes. You're like, is this dude from Mississippi? Hmm. Is this dude? Is this dude on a porch with a six string? To be, I think so. But he, like I said, he's gonna be in Jacksonville tomorrow. Greta Van Fleet, Daly's Amphitheater. Very, very excited. Uh, nice. Nice. Justin, are you ready to start where we start, which is birthday suit? Yeah, man.
3: Happy birthday, Mr. President.
1: Uh, I think the last time I was here. Did we miss one?
0: No. no, We did. We oh. did miss one. We only did two last week, but you weren't here. So Word. that's surprising that you would call that out. Anyways. True. Uh, Sorry. Born May 8, 1996 in Brooklyn, New York. Our birthday suit wears mom was Mexican and his father was Puerto Rican. He grew up speaking Spanish as a youth. Sadly, his father was shot and killed just steps away from their home. Our birthday suit wearer suffered from depression and PTSD, not surprisingly, after this event. Um, he started selling drugs to help his mother with finances because she couldn't afford everything after her fa- his father's death. Um, he was arrested because of this drug dealing and had to do time at Rikers Island Jeez, and became affiliated Yo. with the gang Nine Trey. However, he started rapping in 2014 and released songs like Scum Life, Yo-K, okay? and Hellsing uh, uh, Hell Station. He released the album Day 69 and Dummy Boy after his debut album, His music has mostly been categorized as SoundCloud rap. Is is it Takashi? It's Takashi Six. Takashi
1: Six Nine. Yeah. Free, free free my boy. Free my boy Six
0: Nine. And what, Justin? (laughs) Don't free him. Actually, he's crazy. (laughs) On February first, two thousand nineteen, he pled guilty to nine charges that could potentially, in his sentencing this June, lead to forty-seven years. Of prison, jeez, uh, that, what happens,
1: man? Messing with people, dude.
0: Now um, he has uh, reportedly gone into a plea to uh, to uh, snitch on some of the other gang members. Mm. Which I gotta say, two things. One, if he does that, Takashi, lay low. Yes! If you do that, and like take
1: out the rainbow in your hair, take out
0: everything that makes you
1: just because loud.
0: Cause, cause I hear, and this is this is very true. Snitches get stitches. Wait, what? Um, or
1: snitches end up in ditches.
0: Uh, Do you know what that means? I know, and and they I, trip
1: and fall into a ditch, dude. It's it's clumsy. Wow. And so clumsy. I clumsy. Don't I hear, get clumsy.
0: I hear those gangsters take that kind of stuff seriously. So, yeah. so I'm just saying we're not it, taking it seriously on this show, though. No. <laughs> nope. Well because we're not the ones that have to testify against gangsters so you know. I don't want to. I don't want to Leave be a with at it. I don't want it. any part of it. Sadly though you know I know I knew nothing about his upcoming and you know when a guy sees his own father gunned down, jeez that's got that's gotta that's gotta do something to you. I mentally. think any family member
1: or anybody you know getting that down <laughs> scary. That's,
0: that's <laughs> true. I sort of. If it's your cousin, that's fine. It's not this that bad. Yeah, no but, 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 but father, father nuclear it's, family, it's serious. Something's happening. Nonetheless, happy birthday, even though you are right now in serious trouble. Try to enjoy it, my friend. You're 23. You're 23. Leave the bad stuff behind and live it up like, like none, none other than Charlemagne told you on The Breakfast Club. Leave it behind, my friend. Uh, Justin, yo. Sadly, we do not have a Millard Still Exist this week. Sadly, I didn't have time to I have several millards in mind. Don't don't think I don't have several millards in mind. There are several. You just have something else planned? I do. We are moving straight to rip from the headlines.
1: Okay, okay. Are
0: you ready to rip it?
1: Come on, I have hands.
0: It's now time for rip from the headlines. Nice. Justin a sad story that ends in a happy moment mm. are okay. you are you ready um, Helen Hancocks she's from England hey. and Hancocks. and she is dying from cancer um, very sad uh, in fact a yeah. uh, doctor said most likely only only days to weeks to live um, yes. Helen was watching TV in her hospital bed with her daughter. Uh, when she saw an alpaca come on TV, mm, okay. and she lear- leaned over to her daughter and she was like, "You know what? That thing is fuzzy and awesome." That's right. I would really like to meet one of those one of those alpacas. Hell yeah! And her daughter was like, "All right, let's see what we can make happen." So her daughter <laughs> put out on social media, "Hey, my mother is battling cancer." And she would really like to meet an alpaca. Well, Jeannie Meekin of Cotswold Vale Alpacas stepped to the plate and nice. said, You got it! I am bringing 12-year-old Cosmo the alpaca to the hospital. And Cosmo, Cosmo the alpaca came. Such a cool name. And Helen said, Seeing and touching an alpaca was ten times better than seeing one on TV. Yes! So a couple of takeaways. First, I would say what a low bar for both what she wanted to see while she was alive and then <laughs> how much You're mean as how, No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying. Why did you have to say low bar? (laughs) Because, like, I mean, even. Enjoy
1: the little things in life, Gordon.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's also, I was going to applaud her for that. Because, like, most people are like, hey, take me to Disneyland in a Lamborghini. I'm Mm. dying. And she was like, you know what? Alpaca seems pretty dope. Give me one of those things, man. Sweet. And I mean, and then she was just like, she was just like, that's ten times better. Like she wasn't trying to oversell it. Like, oh my God, this thing was like ten million times better than on TV. She was like, yeah, ten. This is ten times better. It's really fuzzy. I like to pet it. That's a fact. Like, I mean, that's nice. That's real nice. I gotta say to Helen though. You, first of all, hang in there. I don't believe the doctors. Nope. I say you got years to live. Yes! You go for it, Helen. Second of all, I say next time, reach a little higher with the animal. I say next time, how about a lemur? Hmm? Hmm? Mm. I mean, a lemur, they are so dope. I mean, if you get a ringtail lemur... They sit in a lotus position beside you with their tail around their neck like it's a scarf. Sweet. How awesome is that? It's pretty cool. That, Girl, come on. that is an animal that I say somebody needs to get for Helen. We so just obviously throwing
1: a guard llama say
2: what? with the alpaca.
0: Ooh, well, next I mean, time. that she could uh, guard llama can just stay outside of her her hospital room, you know, and guard yeah. and guard. And next time somebody tries to give Helen crap, I don't know who would try to give a lady that has terminal cancer crap but that guard llama will take care of it no doubt no doubt and then she'll have a friend lemur that will sit there and eat grapes from her which would be awesome with their little hands their little primate hands awesome awesome (laughs) nonetheless justin hmm yo how big of a fan of the kentucky uh, kentucky derby are you
1: Uh, Not that big of a fan, uh, but I did see the controversy over the weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, Justin, you're going to find this a bit odd, but... I don't, I don't think many Filipino folks indulge in the Kentucky Derby. Nope. You it,
1: name me one Filipino folk that... Well, actually, you know what? A lot of Filipino folk love gambling, so... Oh, Oh. That's okay. true. They, that, that's one thing. Actually, my girlfriend's dad bet with his coworkers at work about oh. like, the finishings and stuff like that. Okay. But in terms of like following it up, I don't think... Right? I don't know.
0: This seems a little racially biased, to put it nicely. War- Kentucky yeah, Derby... Do doesn't it. seem to be heavily uh, integrated with minorities of any sort. That's yeah, just I saw one. That's I, saw just, one there. <laughs> I saw the Green Bay Packers as like a team come in. Yes.
1: And yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw one guy when they made that uh, twenty-three thousand dollar mint julep thing. Yeah, Woodard Reserve. That one guy drank it, but yeah. And I'll be I honest, didn't see him
0: Aaron Aaron <laughs> Rodgers seemed like one of the few that actually seemed at ease there. Hmm. He was like, this seems normal. Everybody I else was why. like, "What? <laughs> what's going on here? Anyway. Horses? Are you ready for some fun facts at the Kentucky Derby? I got a couple. Okay. First of all, did you know Meriwether Lewis Clark Jr., the grandson of Lewis Clark from the Whoa. Lewis Clark expedition made Churchill Downs? Hmm. What? What yeah. a legendary family weird connection <laughs> weird, weird weird connection of people pushing minorities to the outside yeah. i mean nothing oh, nothing, true. nothing ag- they oh they don't have God. a it's it's a little odd nonetheless it's systemic that's a fact uh second fact secretariat God,
1: so observant Fast, what's up
0: fastest horse ever fastest horse ever what's the time 159 for a mile and a quarter Jeez. justin that's 37 and a half miles per hour. That is moving with that a, is some horsepower. Yeah, that is with Horse a, hu- with a human on your back. With a yeah, human. Yeah, but those guys are small, man. A they breed them that way, right? Yeah, they, they are small. That is true. They are small. Anyway, four foot seven average. They are. And here, here's another th- last fact. Uh, the Kentucky Derby. There's also the Kentucky Oaks, hmm, which is that? the race that happens before the Kentucky Derby. Oh,
1: but- that's what I saw beforehand. I thought it was a replay of like last year. Or no, something. That's- I did see
0: that. That's for the lady horses. Word. Wow. Yeah, that's that's wow. so that's it's like the WNBA of the NBA. Yeah, lady horse race in the Kentucky cool. Oaks. Cool. Yes.
1: I didn't even realize. I thought all like I didn't even know you could no. discriminate the the race like that. Y-
0: it can, it can be gender bias. Yes. Well, gender.
1: Wow, thank you for educating yeah, n- me.
0: Yes, yes. Um now our story has nothing to do with those facts. Nope. The story uh deals with buying uh the 1997's Kentucky Derby winners. Yes. What? <laughs> a jar Why would
1: you uh, want that? Who saved that? That's correct. uh well
0: apparently, you know, uh Silver Charm, that was the winner of the nineteen ninety seven Kentucky Derby. He's still alive. Um he hangs out uh actually at a Louisville uh I guess like retirement center for horses. Um So Coleman Larkin, an artist, uh, he came up with the idea to collect turds, uh, coat them in resin, and throw them in a jar.
1: That's so Um, gross.
0: Yeah, and it's for sale for $200. Hmm. Who is
1: buying these? I don't know. Who's keeping this guy in business?
0: I don't know, but apparently it is like a charity because apparently it goes to the stable that the uh, retired horses uh, live at. Apparently that's so the weird, deal. I
1: feel like there's another way of revenue
0: You would think, yes uh, He said the toughest part of this art project Has been going up to the owners of these previous Kentucky Derby winners And asking them if he can have some turds from their horses Which I would say, yeah That's probably difficult <laughs> And they're probably like That's seriously art? You're gonna sell this Okay Alright Good luck with so that. So weird. Uh, Justin, we haven't done one of these stories in a bit. Uh, it's time for a little bit of gun safety. Sweet. Wow. Um, Who got shot? Well, luckily again, just shot at in this case. Just shot at. Yes! So some teenagers in Ormond Beach, they were- oh, uh, Ormond Beach, okay. Yeah. A little, mm-hmm.
1: a little bit away south from us. Like exactly.
0: Drive. Exactly. They were hanging out. At their house, uh, housing they development. Uh, they were jazzed, no doubt, I would say, about the approaching summer. Yes! So it's around 9 p.m., and they're hanging out at the pool in their housing development. Yes. Uh, you know, a community yeah. pool. Yes. And yeah. uh, that's when Richard uh, Marcel, a uh, member of the Homeowners Association, he showed up. And uh, he said, hey, fellas the pool's closed, hmm. it closes at 8 p.m. And the guys were like, really? I thought it was uh, 10 p.m. And he's like, "Uh, no, the hmm. ha- a homeowners association voted on it, it's eight. Wait, what? That's when one of the uh, guys noticed, they were like, uh, the pool sign right beside the pool here, it says 10, so um, we're gonna stay at the pool. And uh, Marcel said, uh, "You guys are leaving this pool," and then pulled out <laughs> his gun. Going? What? And he shot the ground beside the guys before they ran off. Wait, what? So You're I got a little drastic. Yeah, I gotta say the story sounds uh, makes Richard Marcel sound like he decided he was going to be Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino with no upside. That's a fact. At all. Just the racist weird guy um, That sh- that threatens to shoot people I With add- finger gun I added oh, in spoiler. the part Sorry. I added in the part that he's racist I don't know Richard Marcel could not be racist And everybody in this story could all be the same race I have but no Clint idea But
1: Clint was pretty racist He
0: was movie. very racist in that movie Now That's a fact. the interesting part was that Then some reporters went up and talked to Marcel's neighbors And the neighbor said, you know what? That guy does a lot for us. He's uh, not the kind of person to uh, carry a gun or threaten children. Hmm. And you know what? I got to disagree with those neighbors due to the fact that he carried a gun and threatened children in the story. And shot the ground. I, got, I gotta say, that seems like the kind of guy he is due to the fact that that's what he did in this story, just to update his neighbors. Second, Justin, I'm gonna go ahead and put it on the board. I'm gonna have to say, being at the pool during posted pool hours, definitely not a reason to be shot at. So true. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Justin! Yahoo. Have you ever had store insurance... On a computer from Best Buy. Mm.
1: Uh, no. No, I have not.
0: Now, I had that. I think you may remember this. I got a HP computer. Pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Set it up with uh, some sweet recording software. And then I uh, cracked the screen. Um, I had the insurance. Took it to Best Buy. And they said, you know what? We don't need to replace this. We're going to fix it. Mm. Two weeks later, I got the computer back. Still cracked screen. Totally not fixed. Ridiculous. Girl, come on. That's not the point of this story. This story includes a guy from Des Moines, Iowa, who apparently had a similar problem, except one major difference. See if you can spot the difference. So this guy went into Best Buy and he was like, hey, my computer isn't working because I spilled gravy all over it. Wait, what? First of all, maybe don't eat gravy products near your laptop. Nope. Just a life rule, Justin. Just uh, throw that one out there. Check. Yes! (laughs) Second of all, the guy uh, at Best Buy were like, all right, we'll check it out. Sure enough, not functioning computer. So they were like, hey, we're going to replace your computer. And he was like, okay. Well, it just so happened that this guy also had the insurance that said all his files would be transferred from his old computer to his new computer so the Best Buy guys started transferring all the files over to the new computer Word. although they noticed while they're doing this transferring uh, that some of the computer files seem to be child pornography oh man see that's Girl,
1: come on that's what happens man this is a, that's a scary subject to, to to so,
0: walk around. Well, so the geek squad turned this guy over to the cops obviously. Makes sense. Yeah. So true. And apparently, this dude has never watched the show How to Catch a Predator. Nope. Um, because he told the police he downloaded the images because he wanted to warn other people about them. Girl, come on! Come on, guy! That's the go-to on how to catch a predator. Wait, and way to be socially conscious. It's literally worked zero times on the show. Never was Chris like, you know what? Yeah, that makes this sense. This guy's got I'll, the point. I'll, I'll let you go. You go spread the good word and stop people from doing child pornography. Also, interesting, a spokesman for Best Buy says this happens roughly 100 times a year.
3: Wait, what?
1: My
0: god. Come on world. I don't know what that is as far as percentages go of how many people bring in computers to how many have child pornography, but as long as it's over 0, that's too many. So true. That is too many.
1: Seriously. Stop, stop m- being perverts. Stop, stop I making
0: say that? Yeah, you can say that. That's uh and stop putting Best Buy in a weird predicament. That Seriously. Is not, that is not something Best Buy wants to have to deal with. They want to have to deal with fixing your ROM, not fixing your addiction to child pornography. Anyways, That's true. Justin. Yeah.
1: Do you like getting mail? Hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoy getting mail. Most of the time, it's like uh, credit card mail or something like that. Uh, but a
0: package. That's pretty. But sweet. The pack-
1: packages are always fun. Like that's why I always keep keep my Amazon packages on check. Always monitor them, even though I know they're not coming for another day or two.
0: Yeah, well, an elderly that's couple, fun. an elderly couple in Australia, they got a package. Pretty interesting yeah. the other day. Um, so they got a hefty package. In fact, it weighed about forty five pounds. Hmm. And the old couple, before they opened, they were like. Uh, do you order something? And the other one was like, no. <laughs> and did they were they were like, all right, well, we better open this up. Turns out it was methamphetamine. Wait,
1: what? Yeah. 45 pounds of it?
0: Uh, almost. 44 pounds and change, but you know, the packaging. Just um, round up. Yeah. And now... Uh, Justin, this may surprise you to know, but the elderly couple uh, didn't actually order 45 pounds of methamphetamine. What? They ordered 35. Yeah. They got... Bonus! um, (laughs) In fact, uh, Ziling Ma of Melbourne, Ziling Ma, he had actually sent the methamphetamines by mistake. He put the wrong address on... This package. Wait, what? Now, happens all the time. Call me crazy. This is completely hypothetical because obviously uh, we don't deal in any of this nonsense. Nope. But I feel like when you're shipping 45 pounds of methamphetamines, you triple check your mailing address. So true. And and you definitely skip the return address. That's right. You don't put that on there. I'm going to say. No. You don't. That's a real paper trail there that one's gonna lead right back to your place nonetheless uh, nonetheless uh, Ling ma he's uh he's facing uh, some drug charges as you might imagine i would uh, assume and the elderly couple uh they did not keep the methamphetamine. nope so there you go dang it. there you go uh justin yeah speaking of drug deliveries uh, do you have uh, have any idea how many states have uh, legal marijuana these days?
1: Hmm. Uh, no, I'm not aware.
0: Okay, it's 10. Alaska, okay. Nevada, California, Colorado, Massachusetts, Oregon, Washington, Vermont, Maine, Michigan. Those are our legal marijuana states. Now, cool, in c- cool. case you didn't know, hemp is legalized in all states, right, by the Farm okay. Bill. That's a fact. The difference mm-hmm. between hemp and marijuana... Pretty confusing. In fact, there's only one difference. It's THC content. Cannabis plants over 0.03% THC, marijuana. Anything lower than that, hemp. Literally okay. literally nothing else that makes them different. Not a single thing, right? So true. Which brings us to our next story. Dennis Palomarchuk. That's his last name. I guess that's how you say it. With Pal- a mouthful. Palomarchuk. Uh, he's a truck driver from Oregon and uh, he was hauling hemp across uh, country and he was going from Oregon, he drove through Idaho. Hmm. While he was going through Idaho, he had to stop at a weighing station and the cops asked him what he was hauling and he said, hemp. They said, looks like marijuana. And he said, well, it's hemp. I got it from a hemp farm. And they're like, we're gonna test it for THC. They tested it. And it came out positive, obviously, because it still c- c- uh, contains it's still THC. Yeah, it's just a very low amount. But the test didn't actually check for the percentage of te- THC, so they arrested him on drug traffic trafficking charges. Girl, come on. Wow, that's right. That is right. Know your laws, dude. Th- well, but see, they still have a point. That's the crazy part. Say is what? Idaho still has a point because they can actually arrest him for trafficking the drug because there's sort of a loophole in oh. the in the in the federal law for hemp that it has to be from federal approved programs. Here's the catch: True. there are no federal hemp approved programs. Nope. So they can still arrest him. That makes no uh, no sense. Nope. no sense whatsoever guys there's no joke there I don't have a joke for this one it just doesn't make any sense it's very weird I don't get it Girl, come on I just that's it Justin it's a weird that's it. it's a weird way to end rip from the headlines but that's all I've got That's all I've got nonetheless I am very excited we have some tunes from our guest Ida May these are jams right here. Straight certified Doc G Jams. This is my girl is a heartbreak, followed by boom, 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 right here on the Doc G Show.
3: can see where the mist is made So kiss me like I know you dare Start me up and fix my time. All the backseat rules There's the long-term suit my back to the t- five Spinnaker Wheel W S K R L P F M UNF
0: Jacksonville And we are back here on the Doc G Show you just heard Ida May that was some good jams right there. Solid jams. Yes. I'm getting excited for that interview, Justin. Very excited. You heard those jams right here on Spinnaker Radio, W S K R L P ninety five point five FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Justin. Hmm. Check
1: out the podcast. It's free. It's free to listen to. Revisit our old shows.
0: Tune in and just enjoy it. You can you can view our rise to glory, listeners. Yes. We have Hundreds of five-star ratings, Say probably what? from you listeners right now, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh. Justin. That's what I want to do to these listeners. Nonetheless, yeah, we do. I want,
1: but also, what? also, because huh? since Dave's not okay, here, go for gotta, it. Do it. Hey, check out the website docgshow.com. You, some cool stuff on there. We're all just, it's it's lovely.
0: You're in there in a sumo wrestling suit, Justin. You're on there. And you love yeah. it. I do love it. Let the...
1: Don't, don't, don't... Uh, don't. don't... Well, they gotta... Let, let, the, let the... Let them find out. There's a
0: saucy yeah. pick of Dave, too, listeners, that you might want to check it's out. It's very saucy. It's very saucy. Nonetheless, it's time to thank some of those listeners from exotic locales. Are you ready? Where are we going with it, dog? First off... Morrow, Ohio. Hello? Moro. Yeah, Moro. Moro, I guess. I guess I, I guess hello. I added too much of an A in there. Moro. No, we're cool. Shout out. I like it. Moro, Ohio. Next, we're going across the pond. Camberly, United Kingdom. Hello. Yes, indeed. Now we're shooting back over to the states, Rockville, Maryland. Shout out. Shout out. Let's rock out with our out. You know it. Shout out, of course. It's a staple. Hotlanta, Georgia. Yes Shout indeed. That's right. The ATL. Going down in the A, folks. Now this one I'm probably going to completely screw, uh, screw up here, but try your hardest. Polo Kwane. South out. of uh, South Africa. Yes. Mm. Polo Kwane. Yes, indeed. I'm probably completely wrong. I apologize, South, Af- South Africans. Who knows? Uh, this one's came up before, and we appreciate their listens. Valencia, Spain. Shout out. Hello, Spain. Hola. España. Uh, shout out to, to uh, Dave's Dave's relatives in Jersey City, New Jersey. Shout
1: out. Dave, he was just there.
0: Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Shout out once again. Let's go across the pond to Glasgow. Yes. Shout out to Glasgow. United Kingdom. Yes indeed. Glasgow. I do believe Glasgow's in Scotland, I think, of the United Kingdom. Glasgow Scotland sounds about right. I th- I'm yeah in Scotland. I was correct. I'm uh, we'll go back. Are you sure? Yes, I am I used to have uh, I used to have relatives in the in Scotland right. My uncle Ian cool, shout cool. out R.I.P. Uh, uncle Ian, R.I.P um, Shout out to Houston, Texas shout out. Yes, indeed. Dang. yes indeed. H-Town. Yes, indeed. And lastly Shout out to Capitola, California. Shout out. Capitola? Uh, Capicola? uh, Either one. Shout out to both. Justin, are you ready? (laughs) Second birthday suit. Yes!
1: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Born on May 8th, 1990
1: in the Bronx, New York.
0: Our birth- Man, you're
1: keeping. You're staying here.
0: We're staying. We're staying in New York, but not for the last one. We'll get there eventually. Uh, our birthday suit wearer was immediately drawn to basketball. He played at Rice High School in Harlem, New York. He was an All American and ended up being recruited by UConn. His junior year at UConn, he led Connecticut to a Big East championship and then a national championship. He went to the NBA and was drafted by our man Rich Show for the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte. 2011. Kemba. That is correct. Kemba
1: Walker. Man, that uh that 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 step back. Mm. That step back against Pitt. Mm. One of the most iconic shots. I know it was just the Big East tournament, but still, it's fun. Wasn't
0: that like Two overtimes, three overtimes, something like that. I
1: um, I forgot. I think, uh, or no, that might have been the the game against that Syracuse. Was, was about
0: to, yeah, that was the that was the, that was the Syracuse game. That's true. That's true. Sy- but that
1: was a good game too. That was a good game too. But I
0: think everybody remembers that one shot. It was yeah. nail biters all the way through that tournament for him, man. All the way. Yeah. He-
1: he had a legendary uh, tournament, run, yeah, man. Yeah, Car- really nice. Cardiac
0: Kemba, man. Cardiac Kemba. Cardiac Kemba, that's right. Uh, that's since right. Since then, of course, he has became an all star three times, and I didn't know this: two times NBA Sportsmanship Award. That's right. He's a.
1: He seems like a good guy. Very, you know, I feel like he'd shake your hand if you saw him in like the middle of uh, North Carolina I, or I think
0: South so, Carolina. and he's pretty. T- he's pretty uh, well tiny for a for an NBA player. You know.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, but you know what? Heart over height. That's yeah,
0: definitely, one hundred percent. And free agent. This, uh, this off Scary. Who knows where? What's he's going. gonna happen? Who may, may, maybe him and Rich Show will reunite in Memphis. Say what? Uh, oh who my. Who knows? Who knows? But Justin, we're moving on. Justin, we talked about this. Oh, first off, let me properly. Happy birthday, Kimba! Live it up.
1: Yes, happy birthday, p- happy birthday, Mister Walker. You got
0: one more year in your twenties, Kimba. You got to live it up, man, before you get to that big three zero. Um, Justin, we talked about this earlier in "Rip from the Headlines," but Churchill Downs, hmm? Churchill Downs, yeah, yeah. where where the Kentucky Derby uh, takes place. I th- it was messy this weekend, man. That rain. Ew, it was I, disgusting. I think I think you got a pretty good idea when you go to a, a horse track what you're getting yourself into, right? I mean, yeah. Horse races. That's a fact. I think I've got the synopsis, but you know what? We need to get a better idea. And why don't we do that with some Google reviews? In a little oh. s- in a little segment we call Why would you review that? Why would you? Why would you review that? Did somebody tell him this is a really bad idea for a segment? They did, and he didn't care. <sighs> Alright, it's time for Why Would You Review That? So Churchill Downs, Justin, been in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. It was uh, created in uh, 1875. Has 4,432 reviews. Overall, 46 a solid rating it's a real solid up rating. there but of course we're in it for the one stars so let's get to it the one stars here we go uh sarah smith this is a very recent uh review in fact this was this weekend that she reviewed it quote thought it was the saddest finish to a race ever War. that maximum security should have won won't <laughs> ever watch again end quote It is not
1: the place. It's not Churchill's Hill's (laughs) fault. It's, it's, come on. I'm
0: going to be honest, Sarah. That is some strong words. Never watch it again. Is that because you realized it was a horse race and not basketball or football? Just a guess. Just a guess. That would be my reasoning, but nonetheless. Anyways, uh, James Hiltz. Hmm. James Hiltz comes in, quote, Thank goodness for the history of this track because it's a dump. The, Dang. the Breeders' Cup was a total money grab with 16-ounce beers priced at $10. Jackpot. And if you're going to a event, buyer beware with general admission, it is limited to a very small section way up the track from the finish line with no vendors. They make you no. make you feel like a second-class citizen. Wait, what? <laughs> well, James, I got to say... I don't know. I'm guessing you never went to a Jacksonville Jaguars game because the beers there are $13 for 16 ounces. Yeah, you get taxed like crazy. So $10 is a steal, my friend. A steal. For sure, yeah. 16 ounces, that ain't bad. Shauna Marie. Here's Shauna Marie. She says, quote, Worked here for a seasonal job not longer than maybe a week with my fiancé. Work. End quote. I'm a little... Oh, that's it. I, that's it. I'm a little confused on Shauna's uh, comment. Are you giving it a one star because you met your fiancé there and you don't like him? <laughs> one star. I work there with my fiancé. He's a turd. Wham. Anyways. I hate him. It's very odd. Very odd one star, Shauna. Uh, moving on to Kyle Robbins. Kyle Robbins, quote, stole Winston Churchill's name, end quote. Wait, what? Actually, What does that even mean? (laughs) Actually, Kyle, they didn't. It was named after John and Henry Churchill. That's a fact. uh, uh, Because it was named after the uncles of Lewis Meriwether Clark Jr. who were named John and Henry Churchill, both of whom were actually born before Winston Churchill. So technically, Winston Churchill stole their name. So true. Do your
1: research, dude, and listen to the show maybe. You'd probably find out before. Before you do that dumb review...
0: I got bars of history, my friend. I spit bars. bars.
1: Drop it. Bars. What else?
0: Marty Cease. Here comes Marty Cease. Uh, nothing is maintained. Bathroom tours are out of alignment. Word. Va- what? Facilities are terrible. Clearly, they take all of their income money and keep it for themselves and could care less if everything rots into the ground around the track. Girl, come on. I was so Damn. disappointed End quote. Can you believe that, Justin? A business, a business based off of horse racing gambling seems to be it be in it only for the money. Who would have thought that is who that is crazy thank you marty for opening what about the bathroom tours being misaligned exactly (laughs) alignment issue i mean the more i think about it though i understand marty because i have been in a bathroom stall or two where you try to close the door and it's unhinged so that you can't actually close it it doesn't meet up with the latch on the other side and that is annoying i know what you're saying marty now i don't know if i'd give it a one star for that. You oh. usually just got to manhandle a door like that. You just gotta. That's right. You just gotta really go at it until it lodges in there. Then you get a little, get a little claustrophobic, and you. It's a nuisance. <laughs> Nonetheless, we've got Kelly Bays. Kelly Bays quote: "It's a wicked, filthy place." Filled with wicked, wicked people! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Whatever you do, don't take your children there. Hmm. I mean, must be from Boston. I mean, I I don't know if it's that bad, but you know what? Let's follow it up with Chris Kane analysis here. So here's Chris Kane. Here's Chris Kane. Uh, what a bummer this was took the kids to a family fun day wait what would have been better off at a local park minor about items for kids the track side was dirty with filthy folding chairs not nice at all maybe i built this up to be more than it was lived in louisville for two years never went and never will return end (laughs) quote chris I think it goes without saying that a park would have obviously been better. <laughs> I don't know a three year old that it's ever came up to me and said, you know it'd be fantastic for today. Cigars, mint juleps, and girls with stupid hats. Hmm, I think mint julep. I think we need to bet on some horses today, old chap. Let's go to the park. Yes! Like who what the kind of kid says that no of course they would like a seesaw better than that what is wrong with you chris do better none the- be better nonetheless last one from tony russo quote 0. 0.2 out of 10 end quote word what thanks for the clarification tony there is a rating system already in place so true it's one out of five stars that's what you He gave just wanted it. to
1: make, let you know what it was on his scale i
0: mean really if we're rounding down he's got a zero out of five stars really i mean if we're for rating down that's a fact nonetheless that has been why would you review that justin we are going to be right back none other than chris turpin from the fantastic group item a right here on the doc g show the doc g show because sometimes you need something playing in the background welcome back to the show everybody we are lucky to be joined by fantastic band ida may their debut album is on uh, coming out june 7th and they will be opening tomorrow for greta van fleet at Daly's place amphitheater chris how's it going
4: It's going very well, thank you. Yes.
0: Yes. So, this actually, this coming show isn't your first time in Florida. That actually came uh, last year. You guys were at Sand Jam in panama city
2: we were yeah, yeah.
4: That, that was amazing fun yeah that but was pretty cool we did, had no idea what we were turning up to <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, were told we had to open on that massive stage and we just moved to the states it was, uh, yeah it was pretty cool
0: yeah yeah so this is is this your first time playing in, in jacksonville
4: I believe it is. Yeah, we've played in Pensacola with the Lone Bellow before, but yeah. it's the first time in Jacksonville. Yeah. Very
0: nice, very nice. So, uh, when obviously you didn't probably have too much time in those those few shows uh, in the state. What, what what was your takeaway though when you came to to Florida?
4: Well, the coast, the bits of the coast that we saw were just unbelievable. Yes. Completely breathtaking. It's like landing on Mars or something. (laughs) we have never seen anything like that. Uh, a,
0: A little bit different from England. A little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty
4: much. It's pretty grey and it's, it's raining all the time. But that was, yeah, that's, and the people were really cool as well. We met some going out at that big uh, that festival at San Jam. We didn't know what to expect, but people people were really on side, which is pretty amazing.
0: Very nice, very nice. Well, uh, speaking of uh, takeaway of the states in general, uh, you got you got to see a lot. of... Of America, <laughs> uh, in the last last year or so, uh, you know, last November and December, you did the uh, Carolina Confessions tour with Marcus King, uh, which I heard you did about seven thousand miles in a car. Wait, That's what? That, that's a lot of seeing America in a short amount of time, man. Th- thinking about we did, man. Thinking about that time uh what what was like the biggest highlights you can you can remember outside of of the actual performances which i'm sure were awesome
4: well it's kind of it's kind of crazy so yeah we did six and a half weeks marcus king and then we've just been on tour blackberry smoke as well which is another four thousand we reckon we're on about 34 states that we've been through and played in which is pretty mad yeah and the biggest takeaway is it's just that um how cool the people are yeah everywhere you go you know it, you don't you never really know what you're going to get because every you know every city and every state has its different sort of atmosphere and character yeah but at the end of the day you know music fans are music fans so that was some, some of the some of the coolest stuff and we we drove to things like you know we saw niagara falls at night yeah. and that sort of took our breath away yeah <laughs> the first time we were there and you know and we just you know things like that, and Ithaca Falls up in the really north. You know, yeah. seeing the waterfalls and that, and the rolling hills in New Hampshire, and that would just you know because we never quite know what it's going to look like. You know, oh, you yeah. Google it, but yeah. you're not going to find out what it's like to you there. So just the, how things sort of unfold in front of you. You know, I'm a big Woody Guthrie fan. and a lot of Jack Caraway. Yeah. You know, so, to, so so to have done this much traveling in this country now is, is pretty amazing.
0: On the road again yourself? I understand, man. I understand. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so this sort of goes along with it. I usually, so I love to ask my my guest on the show about uh their their favorite food uh usually from their hometown but since you were on the road so much do you (laughs) do you remember anything from those trips any meals that just stuck out that you were like man i need to go Uh, back there
2: Hmm.
4: i was pretty impressed by my first coney dog that was covered in chili not terrible (laughs) bit of white bread (laughs) nice that was pretty good in detroit in the markets on sunday that that was pretty cool very nice um I shouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I did. I think it's not exactly fine dining, is it?
0: Oh, no, no, no. Uh, we 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 accept any food on the show. That is fine. Uh, well, this sort of goes along with it. So now you were you were mentioning you you sort of split time now, right? between nashville and and England, right?
4: Yeah, we're trying to as best we can, yeah.
0: So now this one I'll I'll leave up to you, but I usually ask the the uh, the uh, guest uh, what they consider their hometown and then what you consider your hometown, where if I was going to your hometown, would you say that I need to eat? If I'm going to go to your hometown, what would you consider the place hmm. I have to I have to stop at?
4: Alright, well, I've got it. Well, my hometown is, I think, where I grew up where I was born, which would be Norwich yeah. in the UK, in East Anglia, mm-hmm. um, tiny, you know, a small coastal city and town that I grew up in the sticks there. Yeah. And I would say that you have to go to the market, because it's a market town, has a market every day, like an old trader's market, uh-huh. and there is a stand where you can get mushy peas. What? Oh. So, I would send you right there to get a bowl full of mushy peas and vinegar. It's pretty, pretty disgusting. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> but it's for some reason, it's kind of a tradition there i was so, about to uh, say I would, I would send you there i would i would get <laughs> the
0: full the full english flavor what yeah got and it.
4: then you got to do it and then you'd have to go off to one of the other stores and get a jelly deal. Nope. Which, Wait, yeah, what? deal. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. That's pretty bad as well. Yeah,
4: that should be done. I feel,
0: I feel like your suggestions were more fear factor than the other ones. Every, everybody else is like, you're going to love this and you're like, it's pretty horrible. Try this out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you gotta go for the traditional stuff.
0: Yeah, you gotta do that. I yeah. understand. do not go anywhere else. I got it. But uh, so so back to the music. You you just mentioned that you you guys finished up a tour with Blackberry Smoke, which is fantastic. Uh, we had Charlie Starr on the show a while back, and uh, we, we loved him, was he was awesome. Uh, now, obviously, you guys have, you've got to play with some great guitarists, Marcus King, and Blackberry Smoke, and Greta Van Fleet, and uh, Dwizzle Zappa, Ethan Johns, just all these fantastic musicians in general. Um, I gotta wonder, I mean, you are obviously a great guitarist, fantastic guitarist, but have you ever found out that you're gonna be playing with somebody, and you're just like, jeez, come on I play with this guy? <laughs> I hear he's awesome. If, like,
4: well, yeah, we've been really lucky to play with who We've played with, and it's been sort of a happy accident how it's all come around. I mean, I mean, I love guitar, but I, I consider myself like a you know a songwriter and a singer and a, just generally a musician more than a guitar player first. Yeah. But it sort of just naturally happened that way. Yeah. And the Dweezil Zappa thing was weird. Like, I was he started to send messages, messages to me on Instagram, and I was like, oh, I'm being spammed by some strange account. <laughs> like, you know, what is this? Jeez, yeah. And he ended up. Uh, he said, "You know, we should do something," and because I guess you know his dad Frank did a lot of that as well. And I was like, "Yeah, of course we should. You know, this is pie <laughs> in the sky, but yeah, I'd love to." Yeah. And then it was when we were living in London, and he was playing at the Royal Festival Hall on the Zappa Play Zappa tour. Mm-hmm. And the day before, he messaged me and said, "Hey, do you want to come and join join me on stage for Cosmic Debris tomorrow night?" And I, <laughs> my gut went and I was like, no, <laughs> 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 that's terrifying. Like me and 2,000 2, people, whatever. and I only had, we just moved. I only had a practice amp with me. I didn't have anything, so I had to borrow an amp. Steph was like, you've got to go and do it. So and that, that, that was terrifying because he's yeah. just a monster. I can't keep up with that. But even with Marcus King, you know, we, we play with him and gone for the encore. And, yeah. You know, he was... Yeah, I, I'm always sort of in awe of these people, and I still feel like I'm learning. You know? Yeah, these guys are seasoned pro- professionals. Even you know Charlie Starr as well is an incredible guitar player. So yeah, yeah, well, I just feel like I'm trying to keep up, you know
0: well you, I, speaking of that I've, I've seen you guys do a, a good number of covers there's been a pretty good number of uh youtube videos out there uh with sort of the encores there with marcus king you did can't find my way home and uh, blackberry smoke yeah. you did the weight uh is was there any cover that they told you you're gonna do that you got really excited for you're like oh man that's an awesome song i didn't even think of that <laughs>
4: Oh well, yeah, can't find my, my way home was that one. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But the thing is, we found in America as well with these, you know, playing with amazing musicians like those guys, is they wouldn't give us any warning. Like Marcus <laughs> King would come come off stage, and we were like, are we playing the encore? Are we not playing the encore? And he'd be like, um, let's do this one and this one tonight. <laughs> or perhaps just before he went on stage, he'd go, oh, let's do this song. Yeah. Sometimes we and Charlie was the same. He'd be like, oh, let's do this one. <laughs> we were like. You know, run back to the dressing room, get on YouTube, learn the song. <laughs> <laughs> like no guys, twenty no twenty
0: twenty-four hours in advance. We need some. We need some heads up. Come on. Man,
4: you know these guys it's They're so good they can cope with it. But we were like, we have to do some homework. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he. I mean, uh, Marcus looked right at home on that song. I don't know how many times he had done it, but he he looked. Uh,
4: yeah, I think he plays that one. They they play it. It was more like, you know, it was more for us. It was like, you know, we're doing this, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: well, well, starting out with Ida Mae, uh, I heard it was sort of stripping it back uh, to your, your artistic vision, uh, getting it back from where you guys had it in Kill It Kid. Uh, tell me what the song uh, Blind Willie McTell, uh, God Don't Like It, means to the band. What 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 is that song? uh mean as far as as what you guys are looking to do with Ida May?
4: Oh, nice well for me that was um when i was about 15 um uh, i was really into the detroit rock and roll scene that was happening with mm-hmm. uh, the von Bondis and the go and the white stripes and that, yeah. that sort of early scene that happened and i read an interview somewhere in a magazine that name dropped i think robert johnson and sunhouse and blind woman yeah so i went to the local cd shop and uh I bought everything Robert Johnson had ever done for five pounds or something, and it just completely tore me up. I couldn't believe yeah. that one hum- human being could play with that much intensity and make that much sound. Like I thought there was like two guitar players. I didn't know what was going <laughs> on, but I just knew that that was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. Yeah. And the second CD I got was Blind Willie McTell. Yeah. Which again, when you hear him playing sly guitar on a twelve-string, it's unlike anything else. It's like an orchestra at, at moments. It's amazing. And uh, I had an epiphany one day listening to that, that music because he used to sing with his wife, and God like you know, God didn't like it. And neither was that that back and forth between the two voices. Yeah. And I'd met Steph um, in school, and uh, we hadn't played together mm-hmm. at that point. And um, but I knew she, she was singing blues and jazz, and I just thought my my word you know our voices could we could do something like that and yeah. i hadn't heard that before yeah so it was just sort of an epiphany really of yeah. wow that energy and that thing we 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 should, we should try and do something with that
0: you know it was it was really funny because i i heard you describing that in a, in another interview and instantly when you were talking about it it reminded me I watched the documentary It Might Get Loud where they, they oh, talked yeah. to Jimmy Page yeah. and, and Jack White and, and the Edge. And when you were talking about it, it reminded me exactly of Jack White where he was talking about Sunhouse grinning in your face. And like mm. then it, next in the interview you were like well I, I was inspired in the blues by the detroit rock scene the white stripes the go and i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah okay that makes sense there it is there's the connection but yeah it is it's it's amazing those songs the the emphasis they they put in their voice and the, and the meaning behind it it is it really drives all of rock and roll
2: really
4: it is man and it's also you know you got to I find it fascinating because going back to Mississippi and thinking about that early blues stuff, you know, we see it as this old, archaic, ancient music where an old guy gets up with a, you know, big Gibson 35 and and sings a sad song or whatever, but that's not what it was at all when when these guys were sent out to the Mississippi Delta to to build the Deltas and the Dams and what have you. All all these individual guys that were making their music were trying to do the coolest, most unique, different thing they could Mm -hmm. possibly come up with. And this is why all these guys with their different sounds. It's seriously... You know, they're, they're playing for themselves and no one else, yeah. which that is incredibly inspiring because, you know, you know growing up and listening to the radio and pop music or whatever, you know, people aren't doing that. They're yeah. making music to serve some other people, but these guys are really just doing their own thing, which I think it's you can hear and feel that in those records.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Well, so you're speaking about uh, Willie and his wife uh, performing, and, and now you and, and Steph have been married for about two and a half years. Yeah. And, uh, good
4: homework. Yeah. You've
0: got, you've got, you've got a lot of miles together, man. I feel like touring together constantly for those first two years, that has to like count like an extra 15 years or something. Soldier. (laughs) Like, I think so. Yeah. 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 You guys seem super close and, and like agree on pretty much everything. Has, has married, uh, marriage changed anything of, of the band and, and how you guys work? Hmm.
4: Uh, not really. I know marriage means a lot of different things to different people. It feels like you know. Yeah. And, but for us, we were like best friends yeah. first, and then it sort of accidentally happened, and we thought, well, <laughs> this is either going to ruin everything or it's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. and uh, Yeah. We realised quite quickly that it was it was going to work, but uh, it hasn't really changed how we work at all. No, it's Ooh. just we've just carried on. Yeah, it's been pretty simple for us.
0: Well, Thankfully. well, now she is she's part of, of black eyed dogs as well right now. Uh, yeah 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 now is is there any has there been any like logistics issues that you've had to work out as far as those two bands because it seems like it might be tough to get that to work Hmm.
4: no well Steph said you know you know Ethan's Ethan's pretty cool our priority is to do what we're doing but it's more yeah it's more when when we work with Ethan you know Steph's a great keys player yeah she's still resisting playing keys live (laughs) I'm trying to convince her that she should yeah (laughs) but um so she played keys on the record or the Hammond you hear and yeah piano and, well it's uh it's all her right. and ethan was just like yeah you're, you're really good at this and i was like well yeah she played in the rock and roll band for you know years with with me so yeah. she knows how to write parts and sit around things so she ended up doing some sessioning for ethan she played with mary chapin carpenter and she played on ethan's own record and yeah. she played on uh, gilbert o'sullivan and all sorts of strange yeah. and weird things. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so she's she sat in with a few live bits of recording with, with those guys and done bits but sadly yeah she doesn't get to she doesn't get to play as much as uh. she would you know would hope but you know we're doing some festivals in the UK yeah in a couple of months so there might be a hookup there nice
0: nice so I'm I'm very excited about this I, I pre-ordered my copy already I'm sure yeah. you're even oh, obviously you. more excited about this but the debut album coming out June 7th uh so so about about a month chasing lights. Uh, is this the most you've been excited about an album in, in your musical career so far? Uh, so far? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, this
4: is a dream, a bit of a dream come true for us. You know, I've been obsessed with American music since I was a kid and to be out here and, and playing and playing our songs and to see, you know, people reacting to what we're doing. It's just been, well, it's just everything I, I hope for, really. Yeah. And the record, I mean, working with Ethan, was something we'd wanted to do since, you know, the dawn of, putting the band together and and the record as well i'm i'm really proud of it because we we didn't make any compromises yeah you know, we, we we fell out with a couple of record companies we did it our way in the way that ethan wanted we recorded it all live straight to tape so what you hear is about as honest as it can possibly be and i think it's a cool record in that it you know it's it's there's heavy rock and roll bits there's really acoustic bits there's you know strange bits it's not all the same song 12 times it's a real journey of a record i hope yeah so yeah we're definitely the most excited we've been
0: yeah well so you do you have some fantastic tracks on there one of them being uh reaching uh this was this was the first song i actually heard of yours and when when i heard it when i first heard it i i got an image in my head of of a car driving down a dirt road on a hot day that's that's exactly nice. what I was thinking. And then <laughs> and then when I read your interview in Billboard magazine and saw that you said the song was inspired by a trip to the American South, you know, smelling the air and standing on the soil, I was like, "Man, they nailed that experience. That yes! that is what I feel exactly." And I feel like oh, amazing. That song has had to resonate with the Blackberry Smoke crowds. Uh what what do you think so far as far as the songs that you you've played in in concert? What seem to be the biggest fa- uh crowd reactors, the biggest crowd favourites? Uh, good
4: question. Well, it's kinda of funny because I think sometimes, you know, we turn up on stage with skinny jeans and long hair and people <laughs> and with our accents and if you think people are like, Okay, what's what's going on here? <laughs> but normally by the end we you know, everyone everyone gets it. And I think the the biggest ones are the are the bluesy ones. Yeah. So like uh them getting closer people get into i can play a bit more guitar in that but definitely reaching is one of those where i think you know people go okay they're a bit more serious here yeah definitely i love that tune because it it's sort of um you know the whole record has this sort of bonnie and clyde narrative going through it because that's what we've been doing traveling Mm -hmm. just the two of us in the back of a car and you know running around with these songs and uh and that was the first song we wrote that tried to kind of capture that and it was when we were still living in in London in our little bedsit and coming back as a forest from the states, and that song has sort of become more of a reality now in the yeah. last six months. Like everything in that song has sort of sort of happened. That sense of travel and movement, which I think is pretty cool. Definitely, <laughs>
0: definitely. I, I I love it. It's a it's it's a it's a fantastic song. Uh Thank you. so for th- this album, you mentioned it before, uh, you-, you went through different uh, management and uh, producers and you finally ended on Ethan Johns. Uh, and I gotta say when I heard the story of him reaching out to your management to say he wanted, you know he was interested, it, it-, it sounded like you were having a meeting with like a secret agent Sasquatch or something. <laughs> That is perfect. <laughs> it's it like you're given an address in the middle of nowhere, England. And like, did you feel again like the Zappa thing? Like you're getting punked? Like somebody's like, okay, yeah, just go yeah, on was, out there in the middle of
4: nowhere. You yeah, nailed it. Secret Agent Sasquatch is exactly what it felt like. <laughs> no, it did feel like we are getting punked. We were invited out to his house, which is like on a, a dirt road in the middle of nowhere in, in the countryside, like a private dead end road. Yeah. In the, in the woods mm. and then we were invited into the house and then we look feels sort of like a hobbit house and then we were invited out to the back into like his shed with a wood burner yeah you know with a few records and a guitar knocking around and we were sat talking and he was very sort of you know austere and looking us up and down and kind of quiet and we were obviously dressed up trying to impress and you know blab too much and yeah. spoke too much then about halfway through the day we thought hang on is he is he pitching to us now <laughs> does he want to do the record yeah and we like he went out i think to the toilet or something and we were like whispering we were like are there cameras like can you hear us this <laughs> <laughs> is like a trap what's going on here yeah but, yeah it, it did feel just like that
0: feels like negotiations okay we're gonna leave all right what should we do now what was we What's
3: his yeah, plan?
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had to call it at the end. I was like, "I'm going to call the elephant in the room here." We would love for you to do our record. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, good." <laughs> he was like, "I never take it for granted." I was like, "Man, you invited us." Like, you know, we, we've been there all day. We're like sort of getting nervous, but
0: yeah. Well, once you once you started working with Ethan, you mentioned you know he he's all about finishing these songs in in, in like you know a, a solid take live. Uh, how long was it before you started? After you started working with him, that you finished the record? Did it was it a very long process?
4: Hmm. Uh, I think it was about four weeks. Yeah. I think it was about four weeks in total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's about it's about thirty percent recording and about seventy percent talking about the life, life, the world, and everything. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Therapy you know sessions.
4: Yeah, you've had a few too many drinks on the campfire, or whatever, or you're sort of half half a bottle of wine down. Those sorts of conversations, yeah. red wine conversations, you can you just start having those from about half nine in the morning. It's ridiculous, <laughs> you know, without any alcohol. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> very nice. Well, I mean, it produced, like I said, a fantastic album. Uh, it is thank definitely you. one that the listeners need to check out. And Chris, we are up against a break, man, but I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show with us today
4: well thank you so much for having us it means the world to us thank Ye- you so much yes it means a lot.
0: yes listeners make sure you check them out tomorrow at daily's amphitheater with greta van fleet if you don't make it down there make sure you get their album chasing lights on june 7th and catch up with them on idamaymusic.com follow them on instagram at idamaymusic right now let's listen to reaching right here on the doc g show
3: Keep your promise, why'd you lie to me? Now I'm on the long road with a gun in my mouth. Watching go to sports live in a hungry house. Reach, 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 yeah. Yes, I am Rich
0: doc g so man so jazz so jazz that was a good interview that was a good song that's my favorite song there's justin reaching reaching by Ida May. reaching it's a good jam i didn't want to say it because i did i felt like it was too like cliche so i i wasn't uh ballsy enough to actually say this to uh to chris but it reminds me of a i, I get a Fleetwoody mac feeling from it. Mm. I didn't want to say that because I didn't like... I mean, if I was a musician and and I said... Don't do that. And I said, you sound like Fleetwood Mac, I would be honored. But I didn't know if he's too bluesy that if I said it sounded a little Fleetwood Mac, he'd be like, you shut your whore mouth. What? And I'd be like, oh, I'm (sighs) sorry. So I didn't say that. But I get a... I I love it. It's an awesome jam and it gives me a little Fleetwood Mac uh, vibe. Nonetheless, thank you to Chris Turpin. Guys, go out, check them out. If they're... I don't i don't even know if there's still tickets available but if there are of which i'm guessing they're not but if they are buy some go or get scalp some. some and then or buy some off from scalpers and if, I don't know. if you don't get the the show definitely get their album it's coming out in june it's amazing nonetheless justin what about those mushy peas do you think we should go get some of those mushy peas I think I I'm I'm down I'm open to to eating
1: anything, man. So
0: he really let's, let's do it. He really made me feel like it was a fear factor, and I was just like, oh no, they're awful. I don't want to eat awful things. I, think I it's
1: awful, but it's like something you you want to try. Well, that's what he said. It's I a ride, right like, especially if
0: you if you're
1: yeah. It's yeah, exactly.
0: We got to go to England and eat mushy peas. So we're gonna do it. It's gonna be a
1: who even thought of
0: Doc G goes on the road. <laughs> hey, you know what? How about instead of these being whole, we just mash them into mush? How about that? Yeah. That looks like... For sensitive teeth. That looks like green vomit. Mmm. Anyways. All right, Justin. Are you ready? Last birthday suit.
1: Let's make it three for
0: three. Okay. Don't be thrown by the date. Born on May 8th, 1884. Mm. I'm thrown. <laughs> In Lamar, Missouri. Our birthday suitware was interested in history, music, and reading—all interests that he took up from his mom. He was very, very close with his mom. He graduated from high school and went to Spalding, uh, Spalding's Commercial College, but dropped out after a year. Our birthday suit wearer enlisted in the army for World War One, became a oh my. became a very decorated soldier in World War One. After the war, he eventually became a senator. From Missouri, and then he became vice president for Franklin Roosevelt until 1945 when Roosevelt died in office. He was then the president of the United States. Say what? And he was the president that issued the dropping of the atomic bomb and ultimately the end of World War II. Name that birthday suit wearer.
2: Hmm. Well,
0: um. You're going to hate... Why is the name
1: blinking right now? Uh, Why is the name blinking? Right uh, let me give
0: you this clue.
1: He's not false. Wait, what? Oh, he's not false. He's true. Yeah. He's, he's Truman.
0: There oh, you yay! go. Yay! There it he's is. He's Harry S.
1: Truman, dude. There it is. It came Why back. was I going to say... Why, why was I about to say Herbert Hoover?
0: Oh, you're before. You're either before or after Roosevelt. So, you know, I mean... And let's be honest. Here's here's how you remember. Who, That's
1: me. That's the, you know what? You're the you're the history buff here. Here's how
0: you remember Hoover, right? Hoover Hoover shanties, Hoover, Hoover towns, Hoover Villes. He was the one that caused the or, or is credited with Great Depression. Great Depression happened before Roosevelt, then Roosevelt, then Harry Truman. Dude, the more you freaking know, you're so smart. Oh. Yeah, thank you, but I'm not. It's all <laughs> it's, it's all a front for this show. Word.
1: Um, Harry S. Truman. Ha- Harry S. Truman. Uh, fun fact. Because you know, I think it was the H's. F- yeah, there. Yeah, that that's true. That's true too. I don't know. Fun fact. I'm just trying to make myself here. The save myself.
0: the last uh, last president that had substantial facial hair. That's also a fact. There. He,
1: really? I thought it was uh, William H. Taft,
0: dude. No. Well, so in office, but. Uh, uh, Truman took a trip down. He he loved the keys, and he took a trip down to Key West. And while he was there for like a month, so true. He grew out a uh, beard. Yeah, I wonder what
1: he looked like. I uh, he's the one. He has glasses, right? Kind of like yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does. I'll look it up. Yeah. I'll look it up, dude. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Um, nonetheless, happy birthday, uh, Mr. Truman. Uh, give them hell, Harry. That's what uh, one of their slogans were. Uh, is firm. it? Isn't it? I do believe, unless I made that up. I could have made that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It
1: sounds good though, for some reason. Uh,
0: yeah. No. No. It is okay. I googled it really fast. Good. Good things. Good. Thing. Maybe it's give them, Or maybe it's give them hell, Herbert. No, it's give it's give them hell, Harry. And it actually also turned into a play, apparently, by Samuel Galoo so, there you go. Um, nonetheless, anyways, happy birthday. We're moving on. Justin, uh, next week we've got Roger Mooking on the show. I'm very excited. Roger <laughs> Mooking from the, show. from the cooking channel from uh, Man Fire Food. Yes, very exciting. He's also got his other show. He's got his album coming out, which is called Eat Your Words. Yeah. I mean, this guy does it all. He's all over the place. Not only that but he's also a canadian yes say what yes he's a canadian justin did you know that i don't know if you knew that i didn't
1: know that i didn't know that
0: yeah yeah he's he's but hey
1: canadians are cool yeah yeah so true. and uh, and he's pretty cool
0: not only that but he's also uh he's also going to be on the show so that makes him extra cool um also we've got my hero zero coming up fantastic band from uh pennsylvania and this just in justin i got the email today it is confirmed matt stoney coming on the show we've (laughs) nice (laughs) we we were talking about this we've got it penciled in we he is coming on the show i am extremely excited i think it's going to be the first show in june very excited about it. Uh yeah, I'm going to ask him about, ing, about eating ridiculous pounds of food and just ridiculous pounds of ridiculous things like yes! 430 packets of of uh, uh Pop Rocks. Yes! What? Who does that? Who does that? Matt Stoney does that. That's who. He does. And, I forgot how many boxes of uh, or p- buckets of fried chicken he got. A lot. And the one-time takedown too. Of Joey Chestnut. Say what? Going to have to ask him yes. about that. Going to have to ask him about that. Nonetheless, he's legendary. He he may be coming coming for the crown this summer. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm going to ask him about it. I'm very excited. Say what? So we got some great shows, listeners. Stick around. But for today, for this week's show, we are done. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista.
1: So long, listeners. It's been a fun
0: ride. Mm, so fun. So fun. And until next time, zip it up and zip it out.
1: Enjoy the alpacas. Zippity-doo-dah.